quite a bit. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And it is, uh, how many, oh shoot, I should have a countdown going. I should, um, as far as how many days until the new movie. It's got to be, we're 20, it's 26, so it's got two months, two months, three months, I guess. Where's the October, November, damn December. trailer? Yeah, where is it? Shouldn't we have had away? an uncomfortable football situation where a <laughs> guy who loves sports forces himself to say words like Ray and Ho. That's right. And get, the, get those stormtroopers down on the football field. Right, exactly. Ready to, block, ready to block for the uh, New England uh, Chargers. I want that awkward day, and I want it now. <laughs> Wait, was that usually before or after the Force Friday? Force Friday was used to be on a September. And in it, in it, September. Yeah, but it, it's say. next week, right? You told me it's so next it's week. it's October. Okay. So uh, when when was the football I announcement? Don't, I don't remember. I mean, last time, they didn't. did they have a Force Friday for The Last Jedi? No, they didn't. I don't believe they called it Force Friday. Okay, so they yeah, might, there was a little bit like yeah. I think there's only been really one Force Friday, and that was the one for the, for the Force Awakens. Yeah, I'm not even sure if this one coming up is officially. A, oh, okay, is so it? Not call, I don't know. So, but, but I, I'm just calling day. it that. Yeah, it is the day that all the new toys come out. Is what you're saying? Merch galore. All the toys Next for the Friday, new well, movie. Lately, that merch day in uh, Winnipeg, Canada, has not been like the first one was an explosion of goods, and then the second one, Rogue One, was a also pretty good and then last jedi was not good so i don't know if this is going to be anything are we going to go we're going to do our usual maybe go try to have a look next friday yeah, or next weekend anyway i don't know if i'll yeah. go out friday morning i might i might i have class at 8 a.m friday morning so i, I have don't, to i think mine's not till 11 or okay. something so okay um we'll figure it out so yeah. anyway but yeah that that's something uh that's, that's happening i don't have a clickbait article this week uh because i just i wasn't sure actually before we started recording which podcast we were going to do um, but the main news this week, there's a couple of different things. Number one, yeah. um, uh, there was the big news that I'm sure, and I'm just going to assume that it was written somewhere in a clickbaity way, just because that's the way people do things on the internet. But the big story is about how Kevin Feige is now going to be working on Star a Star Wars movie. Uh, for sure, Kevin Feige is the producer of all the Marvel movies and widely credited as the as the person behind the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the person who makes it so successful. Um, and it'll be actually we'll have a good uh, litmus test of that when we see the next Spider-Man movie come out. So now that Disney and and uh, or sorry Disney and Sony are not seeing eye to eye on the Spider-Man franchise, the next one that comes out, meaning the third one in this current series of Spider-Man films, will not be produced by Kevin Feige because he works for Marvel, i.e. Disney, and this will be a Sony only thing. So it'll be the same director, same actors. But Bizarre. Without any Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff, so no Nick Fury or anything like that. No Happy Hogan, which is going to be weird. No John Favreau. Uh, he was a big part of that. Have you seen that movie, by the way? No, I have Far not seen okay. it. No. He's a big part of it. He's in it I quite will a bit. see it. I think it's on video October 1st. I believe it's coming out very soon, yeah. So, yeah, so, so next week. Check it out. And, I'll see and, it next and, week, um, yeah. Happy Hogan is a big part of that. But uh, we'll see if, if it's not as good as the other two, then clearly Kevin Foggy has the magic touch. As it were. When so how do you feel yeah. about him doing a Star Wars movie? Well, when I saw this news, okay, one thing that Star Wars tried to do originally and uh, had limited success, let's say, was, um, and limited in, is all relative, of course, in Star Wars. In Star Wars, you only, if you only make 
five hundred million dollars around the world, something's gone horribly wrong. So so it's all right. Let's start <laughs> Any with that. Any other movie yeah, yeah. is right. completely successful, but Star Wars, holy crap, what the right. bomb. Downton Abbey makes one one millionth of it and it's like the biggest hit the generations have ever wanted. But it's because the expectation for Downton Abbey so and I, sorry to bring it back to Downton Abbey, but the expectation was low and it made thirty million dollars and that was a raging hit. So in Star Wars universe, that's not the same thing. But however, we I believe that what we were trying to do originally, and Lord knows where we're at with that, but was to piece together Star Wars cinematic universe, not just the way Marvel does it, but back and forth in time. So we first we had Force Awakens, then we went back in time to, for Rogue One, then we went uh, forward again for Last Jedi, and then back in time for Solo, and maybe this was all going to... You know, maybe uh, an appearance of a thing in this movie in the past would lead to an appearance in the next movie yeah, in the future. Yeah, if you go back, we had all these like, yeah. theories about yes. this. Back back when they were doing this, right in the middle of all this, yeah. we had theories about whether or not we were going to see, like, the, uh, what's his face, as uh, um, Reich as uh, uh, Han Solo in, in other movie in the Boba Fett movie when they were supposed to be doing a Boba Fett movie yeah. that became the Mandalorian clearly oh um, I think so the, uh, yeah the uh, Obi-Wan uh, rumored Obi-Wan movie became the Obi-Wan series on yeah. Disney plus so these things have kind of evolved as they go along to different types of media but yeah like I don't know um, the, the the story here is that he is he is working on it and a major actor quote-unquote major Hollywood actor is interested they have a role Picked out for him. I'm going to assume it's a guy. I'm just going to assume that because it's Hollywood. Who knows? Um, but they have a major Hollywood player involved uh, or interested in this, and that's all we really know at this point. Brad Pitt. <laughs> Who would it be? I don't know. Who I was, would the dream? I, oh, George Clooney would be a, the dream, wouldn't no, it? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if we need to see somebody that famous in this kind of a thing. I, I was going to say Robert Downey Jr. Oh, now that, now that they oh you genius, you! <laughs> I think you got it. No, now that they killed. Oh yeah, they, he's gonna he's gonna reach into his connections. Who's that? Feige? Yeah. Yeah. He's got the entire. Yeah. We watch. Uh, um, we were talking about PSAs this and week. And who just left that franchise? Robert Downey Jr. Spoiler Thank alert. Thank you. Uh, but um, the um, we watch this. Uh, in, when I do PSAs in my classes, we watch this kind of fake PSA. It's not. It's a real PSA, but it's done by all. It's making fun of all the celebrity voice PSAs that you see. Mm-hmm. Get a whole bunch of celebrities together. And in it is um, it's uh, Robert Downey Jr., um, uh, pretty much every uh, Scarlett Johansson, everybody from the Marvel Cinematic Universe is involved. So clearly, it was just somebody who knew all these people, got them all together, and so that wow. those kind of connections we could see yes. these actors pop into uh, into the Star Wars Ro- universe. As I well. think Robert Downey Jr. is a wonderful guess. Way to go! Because I was Wrong. like Brad Pitt, George Clooney. No, 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 no. Wrong. RDJ. I think I have a good feeling that what you just said is pro is uh, if they haven't thought of that, they will think of that. Well, maybe yeah, maybe like he may, he, he might miss the security of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, I don't well, know who knows what he's going to do I, next. You know, I saw some uh, haters for this online um, because it's the Marvel fans. Like it's kind of weird because to me, I you know I, I I like the Marvel movies. I don't like them as much as I like the Star Wars universe. That's just my personal preference. But I don't go out of my way to like go, you know, death to Ant Man or anything like that. Like <laughs> I just don't care enough to do that. But yeah. there seem to be, you know, the Marvel fans want to keep their their precious in place. <laughs> and uh, when yeah, it's almost like remember when JJ said, oh. Oh yeah, I love Star Trek. Always liked it. And then he's like, 
But I'm going to leave to do Star Wars. And then that, to Trekkies, that was like an admission that one's better than the other. Oh, and I, come on. And I, no, think, I would have done the exact same thing in his position. Yeah. I'm a fan of both. You are a fan yes. of both. We're just, you know what? It's it's okay to you, like both yes, Star Wars Yes, it's okay. You don't have to be a hater for no. all other franchises. It's the Star Trek fans who don't like Star Wars. That's the Those are the people who kind of vocalize that type of well, and opinion. That, that has a history of Star Trek was the only game in town forever, and then Star Wars came around and stole all its thunder. But that that different medium that yes, was film, it that's was not right. TV. It was very different. Can, and then you the can't Star compare yeah. the two. I remember going to see the Star Trek motion picture and going, I hope it's not as good as Star Wars because I like Star Wars so much. <laughs> and and it really wasn't. But, it really but wasn't. The, and that's when I realized, don't hope for failure because there I am sitting watching a Star Trek film, going, this is so boring. Like, who cares? <laughs> Who's Persis Kambata and why is she morphing into the Voyager? Whatever. Viger. Viger. And and I knew it was Voyager and I was 13 years old. So <laughs> so yeah yeah yeah. It was like there. It was like like, this is the easiest puzzle to solve ever. It was, like, easier than the puzzle before the movie. Yeah. Where they're like, identify whose face this is. Hint, he plays Indiana Jones. Like, all of those. <laughs> that that was, like, the, that's the, the two-hour equivalent of that. But I remember hoping for death to Star Trek as a Star Wars fan. And then being so horrible. Like, going, okay, well, I got what I wanted and it was terrible. <laughs> so you should, you, you should just hope... For the best for all the franchises. You should always, always hope for a good experience when yeah. you go to the movies uh, because yeah. you're shelling out however much money for the ticket and the popcorn and the D-Box yeah. and the, all that other crap. So uh, you want to make sure your money is well spent. There's nothing worse than coming out of a bad movie no. in the theater. At least at home, you can. if it's a bad Netflix movie, you can turn it off. Um, oh, I was also going to say back to the original point, which I yeah. never got around to, and that is could – do you think they're get, – they're, yeah, but I always want to say Kevin Feige because we live in Canada. Kevin Feige. 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 Yeah, I know, but it looks French. So I, oh, yeah. And I'm Canadian, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, okay. I go default. Default is Jean Chrétien accent. Every Jean time Chrétien. you see oh, oh, neck. The little boy from Showin Again. <laughs> um, the Showin Again handshake. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had a prime minister once choke people to death, just so everybody knows. But uh, that, recently, recently. He didn't, um, he didn't ask the president of the Ukraine to look into uh, to uh, oh, thing, but he did choke a guy. Oh, there is a podcast. So. <laughs> I'm how I'm really enjoying that by the way. But but anyway, speaking of the, so do you think they're bringing him in to do what the original what what sort of didn't work no. for Star Wars, which is to create the multiverse moving forward for Star Wars? No, do for do for Star Wars what you did for Marvel, pal, and set it up <laughs> set it up with one movie to start with. Well, here's the thing: I don't think so. No, because no? um. Bob Iger, we're going to get to Bob Iger in a second, but he has said in the past, I believe he was quoted recently as saying that they tried to do too much too fast with Star Wars. They got mm. too excited. They, that's, <laughs> that was the point of the, um, you know, the uh, the standalone films, the anthology films or whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. Solo and, and Rogue One. And um, they, you know, they aim for every two years with the saga films, which is even that is accelerated from what it used to be. It used to be every three years, right? For the other two trilogies, yeah. we got them every three years. But basically, they just try to give us a, a Star Wars movie every year, and then with uh, with Solo, they even tightened that up even more and moved it to every six months. And nobody liked that, so they backed off backed off on that. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be again, they're distributing this content through the Disney Plus streaming service. They have other means to kind of tell these stories. So I don't think they're going to Marvelize the Star Wars universe. Um, 
uh, maybe they want to tie it together. Okay, so in the, maybe in a way they want to have if they want to have the films tie together the way the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies tie together, then yes, but not in the way that Marvel Marvel releases three movies a year, and they have for a while now, and that's going to be the plan for a while, and everyone seems to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is never going to release three movies a year. That's never going to be the case. Uh, I, we'll be we we may get to back to one per year. I think that would be okay, one per year, but. Hang on a second, because okay. Mandalorian. It's not a movie. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> sort of. Uh, uh, the Rise of Skywalker, Obi Wan. Probably all one year. Uh, when no, Obi Wan will be next year, within the year maybe. Um, no, but actually. Oh, how about how about Dash Rendar? Uh, no, Cassian Ander. <laughs> no, let's do a Dash, Dash Rendar series. That would be. Awesome. I know Steel Saunders wants that. Oh he, man, that would be so cool. Doesn't he bring up Dash Rendar at every turn? He does. I don't quite know. If often. He, I don't think he's being uh, legit when he said. He was also he's, live he's, tweeting images from. Do you see this on his Facebook page or yeah. on Facebook, not Twitter? But he was live posting, like he was watching Attack of the Clones and like taking screenshots and and recording like the scene where they're romping in the meadows together oh, yeah. and all that other stuff. And he's like, beautiful, just beautiful, like sarc- totally sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh. Yeah, the the Cassian Andor series that is going to be coming next. That right. is after the Mandalorian because that's already in the works. I'm excited. Whereas for the, the Obi Wan yeah. will be down the road, maybe not even next year, maybe 2021. I, I think the Obi Wan movie is going to be uh, very much anticipated. Whereas a Cassian Andor, or sorry, film, uh, TV series, uh, uh, Cassian Andor, I think less anticipation and excitement, but it has the prospect to be incredible. It does. Like, like when it I could see, be, it, yeah. it would be another one. Um, taking place in that little time frame of like between mm-hmm. uh, episode three and four. So it kind of lets us explore that area, although we've been there quite a bit lately. Um, yeah. What do- what doesn't need to happen is that we, I like the, we always say the star Wars universe is very small. Uh, you know, people running into each other and like, uh, you know, Oh, little Greedo. Yeah. Well, that was supposed to be Greedo, <laughs> oh, right, but then right, it right. wasn't yeah. and all of that stuff. And it's like, we just happened to, and then in comic books, it's like, oh, did you know that uh, Dash Rendar flew the Millennium Falcon once? Like, you get all that crap. Yeah. And then, and uh, and it just becomes so. I, what I don't want them to do is go. Cassian Andor met the Mandalorian, and he was friends with uh, Obi Wan on well, Tatooine. Like, let's not oversaturate that. That can't happen, by the way. The Mandalorian takes place after Return of the Jedi. Right. Cassian Andor died in the Rogue One, so that he he dies before any of that stuff happens. Well, you know, um, the we, world between worlds has yet to be introduced. What, I, would, if it what does, I think is more likely is that we see the young Han Solo meet with Cassian Andor in that series, and we have Aaron Allenbreak, yes. whatever his name is, pop in there, or even Donald Glover as Lando. That would actually wouldn't be too bad. Oh, uh, huh. But uh, that kind of stuff could happen in that yeah. series because that's the same time frame. I don't know. Yeah, I, but you know what I'm saying. I just don't I want do. it. I don't want it too piled on all of the, all of that. The stuff that tends to be that we tend to be okay with in comics when it seeps its way into the movies. So seems, well, again, they, we're okay. Seem, we're okay with it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. Yeah, like, but there's there's and there too. I would say like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not perfect or pristine by any stretch. It's good, and they and the way they plan ahead. I mean, really, it's a miracle of planning. It's what is. that whole universe yes. is. It's pl- it's very well planned out by the guy we're talking about. Yes, and the, and yeah. you know when DC tried to do the same thing, they tried to rush it, and it did not work out as well. They tried to cram too much into one movie right. several times. The Justice League and the Batman versus Superman movies were both like that, and that was you know that didn't mm-hmm. work out too well. So I don't know. I, I think that uh, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. We don't know. We've now we've got 
So we've got the Ryan Johnson trilogy. We've got the dudes from uh, Game of Thrones yeah. doing a trilogy or more, maybe. Well, who the hell and, even knows what's still on? Well, that, you know? yeah, that's right. So um, those have been announced, yeah. but they have canceled this stuff in the past. Yeah. And then we, now we've got Kevin Feige producing a film. So that's potentially seven yeah. movies upcoming that uh, that we don't know what they're about. That's the that's the real question here. What are they going to be about? It's bizarre. And every time I noticed uh, one of the the people involved with that stuff has an, announces a new project, it all all the speculation is the other one, the Star Wars one won't go ahead. So there's so much of that going on right now that it would be nice. I think we need that updated timeline that Lucasfilm likes to show us. Well, Marvel Sometimes likes to show us that. Yeah, Mar- Well, whoever Disney. So you know, like, for the, give us the give us the new. Where does everything fit in, and what year does it come they out? They did that. Uh, Marvel did that at. I believe yeah. they did that at D twenty three. Yeah, but they, let's have. But there's something for Star Wars. Like, what's Ryan Johnson been working on after his well received film called The Last? Year? Oh no, <laughs> he's he got another. On? He's got another. Um, oh, he's uh, got that Clue movie. Yeah, it looks like Clue, but it isn't. Yeah, that's coming out soon. It looks like Clue meets Death Becomes Her, and it's a who's who of celebrities. And it's Agatha Christie style. Yes. Somebody did it, and you can't leave this house. Right. And there's a bumbling investigator, and who knows? Okay. Somebody but- gets murdered. The butler did it. That's right. Um, the butler always does it. Maybe maybe they're going to try to do the clue thing where the ending of the movie is different depending on the theater you go to. Yeah. That never worked out. <laughs> hey, let's have a Star Wars with choose your own ending. Oh. Let's have a Bandersnatch Star Wars. Bandersnatch, yeah. Bandersnatch Wars. Well, it's interesting because the one thing, I don't know how much Kevin Feige had to do with the Netflix Marvel um, properties, mm-hmm. which have all been canceled now because obviously if they're going to explore that any further. They're going to go on Disney+. Plus. Although the only, I think we have a Loki one. There's a couple yeah. different Marvel ones, but it's not and all these current ones. Hawkeye. Jessica Jones, Hawkeye, Jessica Jones, and and Luke Cage, and all these current ones are now done. Daredevil's yeah. done, even though it was pretty good. I would argue Daredevil certainly had another season left in it. Um, the other ones I I kind of fell off. I actually, never watched. I did not watch the rest of Jessica Jones or me neither. Um, what's a uh, the one with the the kung fu guy? <laughs> Oh, Iron Fist. Uh, Iron Fist. I was excited about well, that yeah, one. I know. It, it went nowhere. Well, again, yeah. but once I figured it, found out they're canceling them, I'm like, there's no point in watching yeah. this because they're, you know, they're not going to finish the story. So, yeah, I don't know how much Kevin Feige had to do with that or if he's going to be brought in to kind of coordinate between the Disney Plus series and the films mm. as well. Right. That could be something we could be looking at as well. I yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Robert Downey Jr. starring as um, Jedi. A, a Jedi in. Uh, oh, man, that would be hilarious. Knights of the Old Republic. He just does the Tony guy. Stark. Just does the Tony Stark thing all the time. That's just what he does now. Maybe he's That's Tony Stark. He'll play Tony Stark in Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> Builds his armor. Builds new uh, uh, Jedi armor. Yeah. Well, this, so this stuff is all very exciting. I, I you That's, know, it's, it's fine. I'm, I, I just get excited for future Star Wars properties, and I, I love the universe and look forward to all that. Yeah. Uh, and but as long as we don't like, I don't want it to become, as I say, like that piled heavy coincidence filled maybe i mean maybe that's what star wars is now i'm not even sure but uh you know i just want nice stories that build on what came before and yeah that makes me happy so bob Iger is in the news this week because uh his book came out are you gonna read his book hmm that's funny i i so i have so many books on my book pile to read that i did not consider it but it's possible i don't i, don't really, do don't, I really don't have an interest because there's only one aspect of bob Iger that i'm interested in and i'm sure the book covers way more than just that <laughs> you know I, I i mean he does talk about star wars and that's what we're going to discuss right now so, so it's the, not it's not the part where he grows up and has a paper route no You're not interested no i do not care <laughs> that's, i've heard that a million times I, that's the least my least favorite part of every bio <laughs> well you know how every bio starts it starts with the most exciting thing 
And then chapter two is simple beginnings or whatever. Right, and it's right. like, oh, God. In 1967, the newspaper, and you just want to die. Yeah. So I'm sure that's what will happen. In the um, book. But the story here is that in the book, he talks about the uh, the purchase of Star Wars, the, the Disney purchase of Star Wars, and how George Lucas provided them with his outlines, his treatments for the next trilogy. And then he discusses how disappointed George Lucas was when he realized they weren't going ahead with those stories, which is kind of interesting. I mean, we knew this. We knew that George Lucas had to be disappointed because they didn't do that. But it's funny how he says the, the word he uses is betrayed. George felt betrayed. And this whole process would never have been easy for him. We've gotten off to an un- unnecessarily rocky start. This is after they purchased. Uh, yeah. Lucas and he thing. also says apparently that um, that he never told George Lucas we we're going to make the movies in the treatments you've written. He never expressly stated that, and it was not part of the contract. But George Lucas's assumption was, and he said, if we're buying the franchise, we are also buying his story treatments. We're buying all of that. That's part of the price that we're paying for all of this. But don't you think that that implies that you're going to use them if you buy them? In George Lucas's mind, it did. Yes. For sure. Like, if I were George Lucas, I would probably make the same assumption. If I were a weaselly Hollywood studio producer, <laughs> I would go, hey, hey, he did not make it part of the contract, and we are scot-free. We can do whatever we want. We can take these or leave these. So apparently he left them. Which just makes you hungrier to see what they were. Didn't we hear about what they were? Somebody posted that at some point. Well, at one point, though, George Lucas said, I was going to make movies about midi clarions. Yeah, and yeah. It, and it's like, no, he wasn't. Oh, well, I'm that's sure. what he said it was. No, okay. I don't think so. I think that was just him, um, sp- you know, making fans angry. You trolling you know? the fans? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a little <laughs> bit of that. I like, and, and hey, there might have been, that might have been an element of it. But he was also going to bring back Luke and Solo and whatever. And I think we also know that he was going to start off with the characters younger than what they were. I think, and, okay. I, and I think people were kind of like, we don't want young Anakin again. We don't want that again. So I think that's where he and um, Disney parted ways, I, th- I think. Again, we, we I guess we'll never know. But, um, but yeah, it's certainly – and, I mean, think about the meetings that they must have had before that. Obviously, George was having a hard time in general just signing over his life's work like this. I mean, sure, he got paid $4 billion, so he's doing okay. But it, you invest so much of your life into something like this, and it's, it feels like it's a part of you. So you feel like you should have some sort of input into it. Um, and, yeah, I would, I would absolutely assume that if they're going to buy those treatments, they are going to use them. That's Why would you buy them if you're not going to use them? But I think they bought them to make him feel better and then realized and then kind of decided not to. Maybe they did consider them. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Pablo would be a great guy to ask about that. He probably knows, but he'll, he'll, never, never, he'll never talk about no, it. No, my guess is even after – there's probably non-disclosure forms that I'm last sure. your entire yes, life. Yes. I don't even think he could write a book about it after the fact. I don't think, but who knows? Maybe it's possible. But – uh yeah, that's. I mean, it's just interesting as a Star Wars fan to know how that all went down, and and this is like a little glimpse into that, which is, which is really interesting. But apparently, he also Lucas also wasn't a fan of the finished film, The Force Awakens. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's another part, another part of the book where Iger says um, that after he saw the movie, Lucas said, "Hey, you haven't." It's just we're giving them the same old thing. Do you see that there? After Lucas saw yeah. The Force Awakens in a private screening, Iger reportedly writes he didn't hide his disappointment. There's nothing new, he said. I, in each of the films in the original trilogy, it was important for him to present new worlds, new stories, new characters, and new technologies. In this one, there weren't enough visual or techni- technical leaps forward. He wasn't wrong, but also wasn't appreciating the pressure we were under to give ardent fans a film that felt quintessentially Star Wars. 
Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. I think that they did present new worlds. Um, I mean, everyone always talks about the big criticism of The Force Awakens is that it is very much like the first film. There's a lot of parallels there. And I think that yeah. was their safety. They're playing it safe in that regard. But there were still new characters and new worlds and, and that kind of there, stuff. I, I think part of what was jarring about that film was the modern style of filmmaking and the dialogue sp- and the dialogue yeah. and the speed at which the film kind of progressed and and sort of I think fans also wanted like a deep appreciation of the force and things like that they were expecting and when you look at the um Star Wars sketchbook from Force Awakens not sketchbook what are they called the art of, art Star, of Star Wars, Wars yeah yeah when you look through that you're like that's what it all looks like so the stuff that sort of leaked out all of the drawings and stuff before the movie came out I think misled fans I think like and I know it sent me in a direction of thinking like wow this is going to be like uh like darker Star Wars and like Lord of the Rings style Star Wars and sort of I had this this sort of image in in my mind of what it was going to be and then all of the questions we had going into Force Awakens based on the trailer remember and we're we came out of there and we're like they didn't answer any of those questions yeah no I know we don't know who Snoke is. We don't, we don't know uh, who Ray is. We don't really know who Ray. We don't know who her parents are. We don't. Uh, uh, the Ky- only thing we got out of it was yeah. that Kylo Ren was Han Solo's son, and then right. Han Solo dies, and that was it. But right. I think that those were interesting moments and very heartfelt and very emotional. Like I felt shocked, as shocked as anyone. Although we all kind of saw it coming, but it was still an impactful yeah. moment in the film. And there are aspects of that film that I absolutely love. Yeah, I, I liked, agree. I like the pacing. I like the modern dialogue. Um. Yeah, and the, and the jokes are hilarious. There's lots of great jokes in there. Yeah. Like, there's lots of great things about the Force Awakens. So there, I think I mean, yeah. it, was that like when Lucas found out that they weren't using this? He must have known before that. I think he he for his first disappointment was fight learning that they are departing from the treatments, and the second disappointment was sitting down to actually watch the film they made. Uh, okay. So I mean, didn't George Lucas visit the set? He did, yes. So there's J.J. making his film, and there's the angry curmudgeon who created the universe. During a meeting when they began to discuss the first movie mm-hmm. and the third trilogy, The Force Awakens, um, Lucas immediately got upset as they began to describe the plot. And it dawned on him that they weren't using one of the stories he submitted during the negotiations. So that's when. So early on, very, very early on in the production of that film, he knew. It's enough of a departure that he was not satisfied that's interesting yeah. too because i always thought that the departure was mainly how oh, they aged the characters but maybe not maybe these are not characters he created you know maybe these are this is something um maybe it's all something that he did not um envision yeah i don't know it's it, but I, I find that very interesting yep. you know who could write the book is george lucas I don't think you will. Oh, that'd be a book, though. <laughs> Wouldn't it? it? Sure would. I'd love that book. Yeah. Well, the, you know, there's those three books on the original trilogy written by Rinsler, I think is his last name. Those three making of books are yep. beautiful coffee table books. I have all three, and I read them, like, multiple times. And uh, I would love to have one of those for the new trilogy, even the prequels. But there's some um, – I, I don't think we're in a – thanks to social media, we're now in a world of don't reveal anything. And so I think those books are harder to write. And I think he did write one for Force Awakens that ult- ultimately got shelved. Really? That they didn't approve. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, because you want to hear those. You want to hear about the the fighting and the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And I'm sure there oh, yeah. are lots of disagreements about the way these films are made and, and uh, 
Also, decisions that are made that people sometimes regret. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't well, know. I mean, the, there's stuff in The Return of the Jedi one about Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher not getting along and how Harrison Ford's rewriting his lines with George Lucas and the other actors are kind of on the outside looking in. Kind of like, hey, what's going on here? Can we help? Can yep. we do something? And it's it's sort of like preferential treatment for the big Hollywood star. Well, because he's also got the other franchise. He's got the Indiana Jones oh, franchise. Oh, of course. Like that's, you know, well, Harrison there's a Ford, reason, yeah. Harrison Ford has more pull right. in that set than anybody else. Right, and, and at that point, that he was absolutely, like when they first shot Star Wars, he was a guy people recognized. But by the third movie, he was a, he was, Indiana he was Jones, like yeah. one of the biggest movie stars on the planet. He'd done a few other movies as well, yeah, so oh, for sure. For sure, regarding yeah. Henry. <laughs> you know what that was? That was Harrison Ford's first attempt at an Oscar. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they wow. tried to get him. Remember when everybody playing someone with a disease yeah, won an yeah, Oscar? Yeah. And now, now it's like uh, cultural appropriation or whatever. It's uh, you know politically incorrect, I guess. Yeah. To you know, Dustin Hoffman, let's just say, would not win for Rain Man. You couldn't do that anymore. No, 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 no. no. So, yeah, that's interesting. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. But back when he did that movie, that was the, that was the play. The play was you're going to play somebody with some kind of disability. <laughs> Is that how times have changed? Doesn't hey? he just forget it? He has amnesia in that movie. Yeah, but it's definitely like there's, you know, there's falling down and shaking and there's all the stuff that actors love, you know? <laughs> like, like uh, you know, they love nothing more than to take a pratfall on a set and hit their head against the table. <laughs> they love that. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Just like how Luke, George Lucas says in, uh, in, the, in, the one, in that Rizzler book in Return of the Jedi. They're like, uh, well, what are we going to do with Han Solo like in the Carbonite? And, of course, they're going to kill him if Harrison Ford wasn't going to come back to the franchise. Right, 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 right. But they're like, he's coming back, so what are we going to do? And he's like, I'll just make him blind. Actors love to be blind, play blind. He <laughs> says, Harrison Ford will love it. Yeah. Actors want nothing more than to play blind. Like, there you go. That's, That's what it was all about. So uh, this Friday is not this Friday. Um, next Friday is Force Friday. October yeah. First. What, what is the date? October third, second, something uh, like that. Hang on, let me. Anyway, um, today is the twenty sixth. If that makes sense. it doesn't make any any sense. No, I'm learning a lot. Uh, it's October fourth. October fourth is uh, Force Friday, and that means that we're going to see all the toys released for um, Rise of Skywalker. Is there anything that you're looking forward to seeing, um, or anything that you for sure will be buying? Um, for your collection. Well, to me, oh, well, actually, I should say this week was my birthday. Happy birthday! I'm an old man. Thank you. I'm an I'm an old old man who, who collects toys. Who, who got a Star Wars toy for his birthday? What'd you get? Caroline bought me the um the uh she bought it online for a price that I'm unaware of and will never find out and probably it's better that way. But uh she, uh, she got me the Sith Trooper from um the Rise of Skywalker oh. of the Comic Con Special Edition, oh. where you you pull him out. Of the package, and then you slide out two wings of the box, and it's got all the Sith troopers' weapons in them. Cool. Now, what's super cool is also you can um, the box when you lift the outer casing that the figure is you can touch him like he's not behind plastic. Oh. So they're like, hey, we're giving geeks, we're letting them display it and touch their figures at the <laughs> same time. But one thing I noticed on the trooper. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Somebody's going to probably go, you moron. That's not what that is. Um, but there is a little hook on the shoulder of the Sith Trooper figure. And it looks to be like, you know, like a camera now that you can put a you know, yep. camera guarding. Body camera, yep. It looks like he's got a body cam on his oh, shoulder. Do you think that's what that is? That makes it for some interesting scenes. We could do like yeah. an Aliens style kind of scene where you see like all the different screens with all the different trooper yeah. kind of image. That would be fun. Yeah. Interesting. So I, I think that's what that is, but probably someone's going to go, that's where his gun hooks in. 
or something <laughs> like there's probably something like that um uh, cool. so it could be that too and but the figure that i've seen online that to me looks like stunning and I, i'm gonna have to buy it I'm, I'm sort of out of the figure collecting game unless something mm. very collectible comes along the mandalorian figure looks incredible i bet i was like yeah. holy cr like come on i'm gonna have to buy that yeah i um and i think that's i think that comes out next friday Awesome. In addition to the Rise of Skywalker stuff. And we're going to have all the Lego stuff as well and all yeah. the other uh, merchandise. Um, I recommended a couple weeks ago on Media Nerds, I recommended a channel to you on YouTube called Toy Galaxy. Have you had a chance to watch any of that? I have bookmarked that page, oh, and I have not yet watched it, but I'm going to. You're going to love it. This guy, his name is Dan Harmon. Not Dan Harmon. Dan something. I don't know what his last Dan Dan Larson. His last name is Larson. Is it Larson? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but I think it's O-N, not E-N. Um Anyway, so he um, he does a lot of Star Wars-related stuff. He has something going called the Boba Set, and that's S-E-T-T. -T. He calls it the Boba Set. He has a collection of almost 500 original Kenner Boba Fett figures, and he'll collect them. Anytime he can find one, he'll take he'll buy it, and he add it to the collection, and that's the one item he – and it doesn't matter what kind of condition they're in. And he'll have there you go, Toy Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, I'm holding. I am so, I am subscribed, and I just haven't seen it. So yet, he does yeah. do. And if you go back, there's a, some dated ones. Like he talks about, he collects the Black Series as well, and he talks about the most desired Black figures. And I think you would you appreciate a lot of these, even though some of them, I'm sure the figures have been released. But he talks about like where's our this figure or that where's uh, uh, this Luke yeah. or look at the sculpt in this Luke. He doesn't look anything like Mark Hamill, and that kind of he talks about that kind of stuff. Right. But um, there's quite a bit of fun little Star Wars stuff. And then for me, I mean, uh, he also talks a lot about uh, toys in the 80s and of course every to 80s toy was marketed by a cartoon which is part of my childhood so he talks a lot about G.I. Joe and Transformers and all these other cartoons and toy lines so I just find it to be really interesting but yeah there's a lot of Star Wars talk on there for sure Boba Fett is his favorite character and his favorite kind of toy that he collects and he even has like a Hot Toys Boba Fett mm -hmm. you know what Hot Toys is? I sure do. Like, that's like the super detailed super expensive yeah. um, uh, figure and he's an unboxer too he unboxes all of it and and uh, and uh, Play, quote unquote, plays with it and poses it and stuff. So he's a guy really passionate about toys, and I think you, again, you'd really like it. And anybody listening who likes to collect Star Wars toys uh, or any type of toys really would like to uh, watch this as well. So check out Toy Galaxy. I'm, I don't know, I'm definitely going to do that. And I'm still not. I've sort of, um, you know, I've seen some of the stuff that's being released next week by mistake more than anything in Instagram. Like what? Instagram uh, stuff like other figures, like other kinds of troopers and stuff are floating around. But I've kind of not. I've sort of made it my business to not for the first time ever to kind of oh what i see is what i see and it's fine but to kind of not know everything that's coming out uh on friday and yeah just, i'm not, you know, I'm go not down and be surprised spoiler. like i hope that there's nothing that spoils like you're uh, gonna, there's gonna be a ton of articles i'm sure this figure spoils this part of the movie yeah. and i really don't want to know that kind of stuff like i just want to be able to watch the movie without having to well, the old qui-gon's noble f death or whatever on the soundtrack right no yeah. qui-gon's noble end yeah, I think it was called funeral or whatever. Funeral yeah. Or so yeah, yeah. So on the end, at the end of the soundtrack, and everyone's like, "Oh, he dies," <laughs> like that. So uh, yeah, I hope there's nothing like that, and yeah. I hope it's not similarly. And I've been avoiding this altogether too. Is whenever I see something that looks like a Luke Skywalker figure, I kind of look away. I don't want to know. Like, is he a ghost? Is he a what is he? And I've and I've and I've stopped listening to a few podcasts that were starting to get spoilery. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. now this is podcasting. They got all the spoilers. I think they probably know the whole Star Wars movie at this point. So why would you want to talk about that? I don't get it. I well, get I'm, it. I'm, um, so I've, 
I heard they've said a couple things that sounded just like speculation. I'm like, nah, we're getting too close. Okay. So so I've stopped. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be apart from next Friday when the toys come out. I'm gonna put myself in the closed off zone except for trailers. Okay, interesting. I think we'll so. See how that works out. How about you? Are you gonna? I I've always I'm always in the closed off zone except for trailers. You're the one that goes for after the well, information. Eh, I see it on Flipboard sometimes, but yeah, I, I, well, that's the clickbait stuff, right? That's yeah. We're, we're trying to prevent that by calling it out. Right on. Anyway, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the, let the force hit you on the ass. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. GK421, do you copy? Where did you dig up that old pot? I'm taking an awful risk, man.